0: What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun.
1: I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. 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 Welcome, listener, to chapter 224 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, The Battle Over the J6 Narrative episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Fields,
2: and Travis View. <laughs>
3: Breaking news, Trump has been arrested. His passport was confiscated, he was caught (laughs) attempting to cross the border, and he is currently in custody, many believe on his way to Guantanamo.
1: My sources say the FBI had to perform a hand transplant so so that they could find uh, handcuffs uh, that would be able to restrain the former guy. My sources tell
3: me the FBI had to restrain themselves from taking a big bite out of that tasty (laughs) Cheeto. They love it. They love it. It's flaming hot.
1: And uh, just in case uh, you haven't seen this in the news, it's because uh, the indictments are under seal. But uh, you can find those
3: uh, quote unquote news articles by going to Google Images and typing in Trump handcuffs. Yeah,
1: yes, ex- exactly. You it's can not, find
3: it. It's not AI. The uh, MSM e- doesn't want you to know this, by the way. I mean, that goes without saying, right? The MSM is hiding that there are sealed indictments. Yes. And that
1: Trump is
3: about to to be in handcuffs what the they're I- calling
1: it the storm. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing from my from my faithful sources. Uh, I love your sources. uh That Trump actually has been arrested uh for over a year now. Uh, Whoa!
3: Yeah, yeah. So the, this one was like a form of a, a meringue. It was ex- a meringue
1: hologram. Exactly. It was actually
3: a human. The the texture of human being projected onto a large piece of meringue.
1: My sources are saying that internal squadrons uh, within the GOP uh, have rejiggered Uh, The Hall of Presidents animatronic Trump. And the person that you've been seeing at rallies and uh, on your uh, Rumble video screens is just that animatronic it is so good but it's very clear that it was originally a hillary one that they had to (laughs) reskin some people are some people are saying that that Uh, this is a reskin of hillary clinton
3: i'm sorry we're getting news uh, that we have the top reporter uh who knows everything about QAnon. he's calling in and we're asking him what he thinks about how the tangerine titler has is currently in shackles travis view
2: Yeah, I'm actually hearing that uh, he was under sealed indictment. And the reason it's been kept secret for so long is because Trump is currently flipping on General Michael Flynn. So we're going to find out everything that he's been up to these past several years. We're going to know it's all going to come spilling out. But you got to take it's going to take patience. You need to weigh it out. Trust the plan.
3: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I just want to say, you know, obviously this contradicts a couple of the things that we've said in the past. Right. But that's okay. You're not going to remember this. By the next episode, you'll have forgotten all about what I just said. You'll
1: only remember the
3: things we got right. You'll only remember your anger and your, your yearning for justice and how one day, one day, they're going to waterboard Trump in Guantanamo with freaking hamburgers. They're using caffè to waterboard Trump. I don't know what they're doing in there they take a Diet Coke. Okay, give us your best impression of Trump getting arrested.
1: I'll go quietly. Look. <laughs> oh, look. They're arresting Trump. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> Put the cuffs on. Where's Kobe? Where's James Comey? Put the cuffs on. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm going, I'll go quietly. I'll be
3: out of here in 24 hours. And so will we, listeners. <laughs> so obviously we're never going to cover this again because, like we said, you're going to forget about it and it contradicts our narrative until now. But uh, just wanted to celebrate that little moment in American history, probably as big as JFK's uh, assassination. True. And uh, we're going to be throwing to, um, well, he's actually, since we spoke to him as a specialist, been demoted to secondary uh, annex reporter adjacent to QAA. But yeah, Travis, um, he will be leading us through a re-exploration of the re-exploration of January 6th by <laughs> Tucker Carlson, in which the QAnon shaman is uh, rewritten as a, a tooth fairy who was there to uh, slip 10 bucks under uh, each
1: one of the uh, Secret Service's uh, pillows
3: and uh, kiss a big Mike
1: Pence baby goodnight. Nancy Pelosi gets back into her office after the insurrection. She lifts up her laptop. She goes, oh my God, there's, there's a handful of teeth under this laptop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> then we're going to be exploring the curious case of Brian Sicknick, the Capitol police officer who it was first reported died of uh, an injury related to a. F- Fire hydrant of some sort but the story has done nothing but evolve since then and there's a lot more maybe questions than answers at this point but certainly uh the the narratives that have been put forth about what happened uh, have fallen apart kind of one by one so we'll be looking at that and then finally we got jake he's found himself a little account to hate
1: and when, <laughs> when jake hates an account it's quiet it's silent it's deep. Yeah. I have a real problem on Twitter because every time I go to post something, you know, the voice of my mom echoes in my in the back of my head and it says, if you don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> don't say it at all. So I, I won't post it on yeah. Twitter, but I will go on an unhinged rant on my podcast uh, because that is my right as a podcaster and an American to do. I need to rant and th- I have a platform now. Uh, and so that's what you're going to get.
3: In this case, we're talking about a blue. Blu-Anon account that shifted into basically pretending to be the guy uh, who is the new Mueller, I guess? Like yes. the new... The Jack, what's his name? Jack Ryan?
1: Jack, Jack Ryan, <laughs> Jack Ryan. The hunt for Orange October continues. Yeah, no, what is his actual name though? Jack Smith. Right. See, what sounds the, like a how guy. How are you supposed to sound, remember Mr. these Smith American names? Goes to, uh, you you got to stop naming these special councils uh, that have names that sound like fictional stories that people are familiar with because uh, you, once you have a, a similar sounding name, you're going to get a similar sounding story.
3: I mean, you know, no disrespect to the real man, but we'll be exploring the account that is uh let's say inspired by his personality (laughs) and maybe misrepresenting itself (laughs) online and interacting with people (laughs) and giving them information (laughs) insider information so you know the internet continues to internet and uh we'll be there with you the whole way travis take it away from here i'm dying okay
2: so here's a question that's going to be debated for the rest of our lives. What exactly happened inside the Capitol building on January 6 2021? Now, you think this would be a fairly easy question to answer? Uh, you know there are tens of thousands of hours of video of the event, and they're you know also captured by the, uh, the the media, participants themselves, and of course Capitol cameras. So anyone can check out lots of raw footage of the day if they're so inclined. Of course, there are also more reported accounts. You know there's a good uh, documentary on HBO called Four Hours at the Capitol, and there was also uh, also not one but two congressional accounts of uh, January 6. Uh, there was the Trump second impeachment and the January. 6th committee. But all of that is not the end of the discussion. It's just beginning because there's a new campaign to rewrite the events of January 6th from a clumsy, dangerous attempt to overthrow the results of an election into a mostly benign protest, which happened to include a few people who took it too far. Spearheading this revision effort is Fox News host Tucker Carlson. He was given a uh, massive database of Capitol footage um, by Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. And Carlson has used some of that footage to reframe what happened that day. Now, his report focuses heavily on Jacob Chansley, aka the QAnon shaman. This is someone we've encountered multiple times in the field at a, at a few QAnon events.
1: I believe we came up with the name the QAnon shaman. Is that not correct? Ah, uh, yeah. Which I now see. Everywhere. No credit. No credit to Julian Field or Travis View or Jake Rogatanski. Don't make me
3: look like a fucking loser by roping me into this attempt at restoring some credit for me being a historic figure in America. (laughs) A memorable figure.
2: I might have to fact check that claim. I'm going to have to find the root of this QAnon shaman label. It's, uh, it's possible, but I'm We were I'm the first ones who us. really
1: encountered the guy, no, no, no. and we called we, him the QAnon shaman because that's what he was.
3: You can very easily go back to the episode that uh, we recorded in the field at the Save the Children event in Los Angeles, uh, in which I'm already referring to him as that, and then even previously to that. And that, that that was one that included a video interview between me and him, where I asked him, like, what does it mean to be a shaman? And like, he... He explained it. So the mainstream media is lying to you as usual, and Travis Hugh is going to use his fact checking, aka censorship, to mm-hmm. erase me as the Abraham Lincoln of our era.
2: <laughs> so before we get into that Tucker Carlson report and the QAnon Shaman, I want to take another look at the batch of text messages that were released as part of the Dominion Voting System's lawsuit against Fox News, because they have revealed some more information about how Fox News hosts feel about QAnon. One of those texts from November 11th, 2020, came from Sean Hannity, and it referenced a QAnon show in a negative light, and it said this,
1: Rudy's acting like an insane person. I'm not Red Pill
2: 78. Red Pill Seventy Eight is also known as Zach Payne. He, he runs a QAnon show. I think it's really interesting how it's like all Hannity is basically saying it's like, listen, I can't have. I don't like how Rudy is talking about. It's not like I'm. I have no standards like those QAnon shows. I also think it's just interesting that a guy at Hannity's level, even knows who Red Pill Seventy Eight is,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: he's like, I, I couldn't think of a name that cool. He's like, I don't ever jack
3: off to porn, <laughs> including porn actresses like Abella Danger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> <Just going there. laughs>
2: also included in that exhibit is a text message made on January 7th, 2021 to Tucker Carlson. And this is what Carlson's colleague said to him. The Q movement is sincerely dangerous. Don't know how to stop it.
1: Hopefully Trump being out of the presidency deflates it as its central premise right now is that he will serve a second term and that people need to,
2: quote, trust the plan. Tucker Carlson then responded to this message by lamenting that QAnon people are driven by misdirected religious impulses. Now, I think what's really notable in this response is that Tucker doesn't say, QAnon, what's that? Or, I have no clue what you're talking about. Instead, he receives information about the movement and responds with his own unfavorable opinion about it. But this opinion that he expressed in private about QAnon is not one he ever expressed on his show. Instead, about three weeks after he sent that text message, uh, Tucker Carlson said this about QAnon.
4: So it's worth finding out where the public is getting all this false information, this disinformation, as we'll call it. So we checked. We spent all day trying to locate the famous QAnon, which in the end we learned is not even a website. If it's out there, we could not find it. <laughs> I remember this.
3: Yeah, it oh made my. us laugh a lot the first time. Yeah, it's still just as
4: funny.
1: I couldn't. I typed in www.qanon.com and I couldn't find anything. Four oh four not found. We 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 we
3: spent three years trying to figure out who this guy Pornhub. Was
2: <laughs> So, I mean, this just, like, further confirms, like, how elite conservatives deal with QAnon. Like, they know exactly what it is, and they don't like it, and they wish people would stop believing QAnon nonsense. but at the same time, they aren't really willing to criticize QAnon followers in public because that would be punching right or uh, possibly alienating a part of their audience. So instead, they just play dumb. No, QAnon followers actually, they, they really like the way that Tucker Carlson handles QAnon. Here's a recent clip, which was spotted by Alex Kaplan at Media Matters, as of podcaster uh, Shady Groove talking about Tucker. So I think Tucker has brought a lot of great uh, great attention to our movement in a, in a reverse way. Like, if there, there's nobody that said QAnon on his show more than Tucker Carlson over the last yeah, couple of yeah, years since Donald Trump went away.
1: <laughs> and the ghost of somebody tried to
3: get trying a word to get a word, a word over, over Shannon. <laughs> trying to
1: override our
3: boy.
2: good <laughs> 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 so i think this information provides some important context for tucker carlson's attempt to reframe the history of january 6th because carlson may or may not actually believe that january 6 was no big deal carlson doesn't actually express what he believes on his show he just expresses what he thinks his audience wants to hear maybe all big media figures do that to an extent but in this instance we actually have documentary evidence that this is true Now, like I mentioned, Tucker Carlson's report primarily focused on the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley. Because Jacob Chansley entered the Capitol shirtless while wearing a horn headdress and his face painted, he was basically like the symbol for the whole event. He had his picture in newspapers all over the world. Chansley wound up pleading guilty to a charge of obstructing an official proceeding and was sentenced to 41 months in prison, though he will serve less than that. And I think there's a reason why Tucker Carlson is, is focusing so intently on him. Not just because he was a broadly a symbol of the event, but also because I think it's kind of easy to make him into a more sympathetic figure you know I'm of the opinion that Jacob Chansley is not a violent threat and like a sentence of 41 months is a lot and it's not, it's, not, it's not a legal argument that I'm, that I'm pretending to make it's just based on what I personally know of, of him or what I've seen him do and um, I don't think it makes the world or himself any safer or anything like that you know there are other participants of the event who are just as non-violent who want to receive like 60 days in prison for example there's a real estate agent Jenna Ryan there was another participant in the riot named Paul Allard Hodgkins, who also pled guilty to the same charge as the QAnon shaman, obstruction of an official proceeding. But Hodgkins only got a sentence of eight months. Uh, There's another case. There was a participant named Scott Fairlam, who pleaded guilty to obstructing an official proceeding and assaulting a police officer. And he got the exact same sentence as the QAnon shaman, 41 months. So, you know, someone who literally did what he did, plus uh, commit an act of violence, you know, got the, got the same sentence. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't feel fair to me. Like I said, it's not a legal argument. Just I think that it's a lot. Also, not to mention the fact that the people who are like more directly responsible for the right on January 6th have like faced no consequences. Like Ali Alexander, who organized the Stop the Steal protests, is very much a free man. There's Ron Watkins.
1: Yes, who offered to pay to send people there.
2: Yeah, that's right. But I think that Jacob Chansley got hit with a tough sentence for two reasons. Number one, he left a note like in the Senate that was directed towards Pence that said, it's only a matter of time. Justice is coming. So that was not a smart move on top of the other not smart move, which was entering the mm-hmm. Capitol in the first place. Number two, he is very loud and flamboyant. And for that reason, he just became internationally famous. And consequently, there was an incentive for the government to make an example out of him. Now, this isn't my, just my personal theory. If you read the the prosecutor's sentencing request in Jacob Chansley's case, they actually explicitly state that his conduct is more serious because of how prominent and visible he is. And this is what that said.
3: The government cannot overstate the seriousness of the defendant's conduct as one of the most prominent figures of the historic riot. The severity of his actions and respect for the laws of this country must be impressed upon him.
2: The sentencing request also calls Jacob Chansley quite literally the flag bearer of the other January 6 rioters. The judge who sentenced him even made reference to Chansley's visibility, saying this.
3: He made himself the image of the riot, didn't he? For good or bad, he made himself the very image of this whole event. No, you did. Yeah, you did, asshole.
1: You did. The that's media, like that's like, like
3: saying like uh, keys were jingled near me. Uh, I turned my attention to them. Uh, the keys are the most important thing.
1: No, look. Mm. I have a great analogy. I was playing the Destiny 2 um, expansion the other night. Come on. Lightfall. And in the expansion, there's a new mechanic. It's called (laughs) Strand, (laughs) okay? It's kind of stupid, but it's cool. It's cool. Just hear me out, Julian. Hear me out. We got a lot of information here and not a lot of bullshit. So I'm (laughs) supplying. Bullshit. Okay, so you know you're playing through the missions and you you get this strand and it's a special power you can grapple with it you can you can do other stuff with it and then after you like beat an area you know of it takes the power away and this like you know voiceover is like oh it was like oh you are giving up on your power so soon, Miss and I'm like no. I didn't get take the power away. You took it away from me. You can't take the power away and then blame me for y- you know not being strong enough to to hold the strand. Okay, <laughs>
0: dude, dude. This is you what know the, what I'm talking about. It's bullshit the that finest. they take it
1: away. They should give it to us. I and then I've never played a video game in my life. Let us keep it. Hmm. Travis doesn't know what to make of that analogy. Sure. <laughs> Maybe it gets edited out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Who cares? Who cares? Maybe it gets edited out. Maybe it keeps it in the show. I don't I don't fucking care.
2: (laughs) Maybe it keeps it in the show. (laughs) Yeah. So the judge also acknowledged that Chansley didn't commit any violence personally. What you did was terrible. You made
3: yourself the epitome of the riot. You didn't slug anybody. But what you did here was actually obstructing the function of the whole government.
2: So, yeah, I just, I, I'm of the opinion based on all that. Like, if he was someone who was just wearing, like, you know, jeans and a MAGA hat, like, like many other writers, he would have had a more lenient sentence. But because of his visibility, it was just politically impossible to um, give him a lesser sentence. But Tucker Carlson and other people trying to rewrite January 6th are making a different argument, namely that Jacob Chansley was treated unfairly because relevant evidence was withheld. And that's not true. Here's how Tucker Carlson introduced Jacob Chansley's story on his March 6th program.
4: Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building.
2: So I'm going to stop it right there because there actually is no dispute on how Jacob Chansley entered the Capitol building. So the Capitol was breached on 2.11 p.m. on January 6th by a rioter who smashed the building's windows and then opened the doors from the inside. Less than 40 seconds after the breach, Jacob Chansley was one of the many people who flowed in through the front doors. We know this because there's video of him entering the building. So it's just, it's just an absolute lie to say it's a mystery. So Tucker Carlson goes on to show previously unreleased footage of Jacob Chansley wandering around the Capitol building while police either stand around or walk with him.
4: But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tape show that Capitol police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate.
2: It is true that the, the footage depicts Jacob Chansley walking around unimpeded by the several police officers. You know, I'm not sure exactly why that is. It might be the officers were awaiting orders or waiting for backup uh, before any escalating. Or maybe they're just uninterested in dealing with a guy who wasn't you know, committing any immediate visible violence or vandalism. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I would kind of dispute the claim that police were trying to open doors for him. Now, the video does show like police like grabbing doors as they're walking with with Jacob Chansley, but that might be the check that they're locked. I'm not sure.
1: Look, I mean, the guy had a big ass weapon. He had a flagpole. <laughs> and if anybody has seen any kind of movies, you know that you can be stabbing people with those flagpoles. And I didn't see him try to spear
3: anybody once. No, I mean, he never even so much as kind of pushes someone out of the way. So, I mean, there, there's an argument here, but it's just not the one Tucker Carlson's making.
5: Yeah.
1: Do we know whether or not? Because I I saw some people on the Twitter saying that this video footage was as Chansley was supposed to be led out. They were trying to figure out a way to get out of the Capitol building, uh, and that this was not him being led in. It's very
3: possible. I mean, that would make sense uh, when they check the door. They're like they're trying to escort him out. Yeah, without violence, which is, by the way... And he
1: seems to be totally, if that the, is the case, then he seems to be completely cooperating yeah, with that. Yeah, he is.
3: No, I mean, he, he was always very cooperative, I think. He even was the guy who, when that Trump tweet came out. He yes. stood at the front and said, no, this is what Trump wants. But then no one listened. And Jacob, Man, I think he got bad, bad defense
1: lawyers. Like,
3: Listen, I think he got bad critical skills. Yeah. Like, just I mean, uh, this guy left a note. I mean, everything's filmed. I mean, I don't know. He just doesn't seem from his actions. Doesn't seem to be understanding the consequences of them. I think he's in a a kind of fantasy world, and it's not necessarily one in which he ever becomes violent, but it is one in which he thinks he's observing this historic, amazing moment. Yeah. And he's certainly not going to stop really physically getting in the way of any patriots, but he's also not going to assault any capital officers and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. You mentioned that that video of Jacob Chansley telling people to go home. Now, I saw that that video shortly after, after the riot. That was widely available. But there was this viral claim on Twitter that this was like new footage that had just been released. There was this one that people were claiming just totally upends the narrative about Chansley.
3: Yeah. No, this was known. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it is insane to me how many people are on tape being insanely violent and you know, I mean, even down to, like, that fucking asshole who runs Weber's Way, like, who was there with a fucking Capitol Police riot shield, you know, kind of, like, thrusting it around.
1: We, we, have, we have tons of, like, violent
3: and, like, super equipped guys. We don't like that guy guys. anyways.
1: We just straight up don't like that guy anyways. What do you mean? That Weber's Way guy, I don't like him. No, he's a terrible person. We've been, look, I'll say it like this. We've been at QAnon events with both that guy and the QAnon shaman. I'll sit with the QAnon shaman any day. Any day, yeah. Any no. day of the no, fucking Weber has week.
3: connections to the Proud Boys, and he's like absolutely like a, a little fucking uh,
1: violent piece gremlin? of shit. Yeah, he's a gremlin. Not a cute one. Not before they eat Why? at midnight. No. Not before they get wet. You roped me into this, too. I, I didn't <laughs>
3: even bring up the I word. I just want to clarify. <laughs> Don't riff on it, because I gremlins, didn't bring it up. So it's not a riff. It's Some just you gremlins
1: are cute and lovable. Talking about a movie. And they're at home waiting for me. <laughs> I'm going to use the strand to kill you. <laughs> grapple me into hell yeah is there video of, video of anybody else from the insurrection saying you guys we should go home we've made our point guys let's time to go home stop is there literally any other video of somebody doing that? Yeah, there, there is some stuff like
3: that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's not the only one, but he had, a, he had a megaphone and he was at the door, so it was like... Yeah, you know. and
1: he is, quote-unquote, the most visible guy there. So. Exactly, yeah.
2: So there was a there was a viral tweet that called this video censored, and it reemerged. Elon Musk even quote tweeted that tweet by saying, "Free Jacob Chansley." Again, the insinuation here is that this is like new, previously suppressed information, and if only it was freely available before, then uh, he could have been sentenced differently. But that video of Chansley telling the crowd to go home had been again circulating for years. It was included in official accounts of the event. It was included. It was cited by Chansley's defense attorney. It was mentioned on page ninety two of the January 6th committee's uh, final report. It was even mentioned during Trump's second impeachment trial over two years ago. Here's Representative Diana DeGette during that impeachment trial in February of 2020 discussing Jacob Chansley's instructions to the crowd.
0: You saw earlier the insurrectionist Jacob Chansley who told someone, quote, we won the day. A little before that video of Chansley, he said the same thing to the crowd through a bullhorn and instructed them to go home because of the video that President Trump had tweeted. Let's watch. Is today. We today. today is ours, we won the day, that's why
5: Donald Trump has
3: asked everybody to just go home. It's interesting because he's saying go home, but then then he goes and commits the crime. Then he goes and enters the Capitol. So it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he he can't be stripped completely of responsibility because he did let the crowd convince him that it was okay to do something that at one point he was trying to stop everyone else from doing. So, you know, it uh, it's a mess. Yeah.
2: So that uh, report from Tucker Carlson also revived some long dormant conspiracy theories, such as the absurd claim that Jacob Chansley was Antifa or possibly working with the police as, as in some kind of like false flag operation. This mm-hmm. was uh, even brought up by Newsmax host Greg Kelly during an interview with Jacob Chansley's mother, and she quickly shot the theory down.
4: Uh, your son was in the Navy, correct? Yes. Now, there has been speculation, which at first I dismissed, and I'm not accepting it now, that, uh, you know, he was a double agent, that he was, you know, he was anti-Trump, then he was pro-Trump, and that he was Antifa and not Antifa. And you can see here, they're kind of cooperating with him, and he's cooperating with them, like they're working on some project together what is your takeaway, if any? I mean, was he working with him? Was this some sort of information operation? This is not a crazy theory, oh, by the way. I would have said so a couple of years ago, maybe, but now everything's on the table.
0: Not that I know of.
3: <laughs> he never told me that, no, I, no. There's no inside job. I'd like to punch Greg Kelly so fucking hard that he flies out of his socks.
1: Yeah. Uh, The QAnon Anonymous podcast does not endorse uh, violence uh, from one of the hosts (laughs) punching anybody out of their socks.
3: I'd like Jake to take an A7 and mag the Greg Kelly in his face and chest.
1: The QAnon Anonymous podcast does not endorse forcing one of the other hosts to commit violence against somebody uh, that they don't like.
3: I want Jake to remember him and feast on his trails Uh, like a dog.
1: The QAnon Anonymous podcast does not endorse any kind of uh, gore or horrific violence uh, inflicted on anybody.
3: That's because Jake did it, not the QAnon
1: Anonymous podcast, which he is now no longer a member of. The QAnon Anonymous podcast, (laughs) I would like to offer Jake Rokotansky a very generous severance
2: package. (laughs) We
1: got Travis to put his head in his hands.
3: We're really wearing on him this episode. Please go on, sir.
2: So, federal records show that Chansley is scheduled to be released in July after serving 30 months in prison, and I hope when he gets out, he uh, finds a productive use of his talents. My biggest fear is that after he's released, he's going to get love-bombed by the right-wing media. And he's going to be turned into a martyr, and he's going to be given an opportunity to tour tour around and uh, be used, essentially, as a way to continue rewriting the history of January 6th. And there'll be perhaps a big temptation for him to stay in that sphere, but I think it's a trap, and I think that with a lot of these cases, he'll be used up and thrown away soon enough, so we'll see.
1: I see a lucrative book deal in this young man's future. Well, let's hope it's a picture book.
2: (laughs) I also wanted to discuss the case of the death of Officer Brian Sicknick, which Tucker Carlson also discussed during that segment, because this is an instance in which uh, the initial reporting about the events did really get it wrong. So, the short version of the story is that Brian Sicknick was an officer who defended the Capitol on January 6th and then died on January 7th. For months, it was claimed that he died due to injuries sustained in the line of duty. Now, this is a very serious claim because, you know, when you deliberately injure someone and they kill them, that's like murder or, at the very least, you know, manslaughter of some kind. But it was later revealed that he died due to a stroke and no one could find any evidence that was directly related to any kind of injury he sustained during the events of January 6th. So I was one of uh, many people who believed that Sicknick was like possibly like beat to death even on January 6th. I was like, I was misled. So I wanted to figure out how this misinformation happened. So the same day that Sicknick died, the Capitol Police issued this press release.
3: Officer Sicknick was responding to the riots on Wednesday, January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol and was injured while physically engaging with protesters. He returned to his division office and collapsed. He was taken to a local hospital
2: where he succumbed to his injuries. On January 8th, New York Times ran a report with the headline, Capital Police Dies from Injuries in Pro-Trump Rampage. That report said that Sicknick was struck by a fire extinguisher, citing two law enforcement sources. Another New York Times report added more detail, saying, quote, With a bloody gash in his head, Mr. Sicknick was rushed to the hospital and placed on life support. And then, of course, like everyone believed this, Nancy Pelosi issued a statement saying the perpetrators of Officer Sicknick's death must be brought to justice. Like even Sicknick's own family believed that he died due to injuries. So early on, we had like law enforcement, media, and Congress, even Sicknick's own family saying that he died due to injuries. However, that story started to unravel for two reasons. Number one, investigators were totally unable to find any footage of Sicknick being struck by a fire extinguisher. Now, there was footage of a writer named Robert Scott Palmer emptying the contents of a fire extinguisher before throwing it at officers, but none of those officers were Brian Sicknick. And number two, medical examinations uh, couldn't find any evidence of serious injury. So this is from a February 2nd report in CNN. According to one law
1: enforcement official, medical examiners did not find signs that the officer sustained any blunt force trauma, so investigators believe that early reports that he was fatally struck by a fire extinguisher are not true. One possibility being considered by investigators is that Sicknick became ill after interacting with a chemical irritant like pepper spray or bear spray that was deployed in the crowd. But investigators reviewing video of the officer's time around the Capitol haven't been able to confirm that in tape that has been recovered so far, the official said.
2: Finally, in April of 2021, the D.C. medical examiner ruled that he died of natural causes, specifically strokes. This is from a Washington Post report.
1: Francisco J. Diaz, the medical examiner, said the autopsy found no evidence the 42-year-old officer suffered an allergic reaction to chemical irritants, which Diaz said would have caused Sicknick's throat to quickly seize. Diaz also said there was no evidence of internal or external injuries. Diaz said Sicknick suffered two strokes at the base of the brain stem caused by a clot in an artery that supplies blood to that area of the body.
2: So even after this finding, the Capitol Police kept sending mixed messages. For example, this is what the Capitol Police sent in a press release.
3: The USCP accepts the findings of the District of Columbia's Office of the Chief Medical Examiner that Officer Brian Sicknick died of natural causes. This does not change the fact Officer Sicknick died in the line of duty courageously defending Congress and the Capitol. I think a fascinating little um, wrinkle in this is the fact that, you know, very early on after this happened, people went and checked out Sicknick's Instagram, including myself, and he was following a bunch of like Q and Q adjacent stuff. And he became kind of this poster boy, I guess, for defending like Nancy Pelosi, but just um, incredibly
2: strange. It was very, very strange. Yeah. So a more recent statement from the U.S. Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger said this. The department maintains,
3: as anyone with common sense would, that had Officer Sicknick not fought valiantly for hours on the day he was violently assaulted, Officer Sicknick would not have died the next day. So
2: so the violent assault probably refers to the fact that Sicknick was pepper sprayed, but here is the police chief asserting a causal relationship between the events of January 6th and Sicknick's death, which has just never been established. Now, the whole fire hydrant thing, that was totally bullshit. But then the medical examiner claimed that he died of natural causes, but it is kind of like hard to believe that Sicknick just happened to die the day after January 6th, and it was just totally unrelated to whatever happened on January 6th, it's kind of frustrating. So I mean, here's the most I think innocent explanation for how I guess the uh, I guess the narrative kind of unfolded in the days after January 6th. So like Sicknick dies on January 7th, and the Capitol Police naturally assume that the death was due to the events of January 6th, and they include that assumption in their press release. And then the police rumor mill starts going, and it, it combines this separate story of a rioter throwing a fire hydrant with the story of Sicknick's death. And then a New York Times reporter hears this rumor from two separate officers because uh, you know they're rushing. To publish news about the event and they don't bother checking it too deeply, and they print it. And because the claim was validated by both the Capitol Police and the New York Times, everyone just thinks it's true. I also want to mention that like after that Tucker Carlson's report, Sicknick's family issued a statement saying that they were, quote, outraged at the ongoing attack on her family by the unscrupulous and sleazy so-called news network of Fox News. Carlson's truth is to pick and choose footage that supports his delusional views that the January 6th insurrection was peaceful.
1: Depressing stuff, what a mess. It'll be unpacked for years and years to come, long after this podcaster is dead. Uh, Seems pretty imminent. (laughs) You look
3: like you're shuffling off that mortal (laughs) coil
1: right now. Uh, But uh, we're gonna end today's episode with a little bit of fun stuff. Mm. A little bit of fun. So. I you know I have two accounts on Twitter. Okay, I've got my main account. You know where I follow QAnon news. I you know I follow g- good journalists who you know who do this stuff uh, better than I ever could. And I have a second count that uh, you know follows neoliberal pundits. You know I, I wouldn't necessarily call them uh, blue and on, but they're you know they're getting close because I like to see I like to see how the bakers are baking. And uh, and I, I just got to say that that account is poison. By the way, that that. And the ma- the name
3: of that account The people is The
1: people that I get Suggested to follow On that account Are, are like a Who's who Hot dog of, Taylor Of cute You know Of like Sort of soft conspiracy Wrapped in a Legal ana- analysis Blanket uh, From somebody Who does not hold A law degree Or ever served As a attorney And I gotta say It's a poisonous account But every now And again I come across Something that really Catches my eye and And usually It is stuff That is Strikingly similar to the early days of QAnon-style posting. Because you know what? Nobody's free from this, alright? Everybody wants their, everybody wants things to make sense. Uh, everybody believes that the players in these stories are capable of, uh, you know, of enacting, uh, you know, a uh, heinous conspiracy theory. I have purified myself, but yes, you're correct about everybody else. Julian's pure, everyone else bad. Um, correct. Gotta boil the water. So anyways, I was scrolling through, and I saw this massive account that was called Jack E. Smith which happens to be the name of the new special counsel uh, who was named to investigate the stolen documents the stolen classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago Trump's kingdom um And <laughs> and I started to read some posts and I, you know, it gave me flashbacks to, the, to these early days of this sort of, you know, kind of espionage, justice behind the scenes, even the language was similar. So I decided to dig a little bit deeper into the account known as Seven Veritas Four, or Jack E. Smith. So before November twentieth of twenty twenty-two, the account now known as Jack E. Smith on Twitter was just your average resist liberal guy. He called himself Smite. He has, you know, picture just a you know handsome-looking middle-aged guy. Uh, the account was created in two thousand eight and amassed a pretty large amount of followers, nearly eighty thousand, by tweeting stuff like this.
3: Trump cards are for people who are concerned that Confederate flags, swastika tattoos, and MAGA decals aren't the classiest way of telling the world what complete losers they are. So, just dunks.
1: Dunks. Just dunks. dunks. Doing good business, too. 4,000, more than 4,000 likes on that tweet. More than I ever get on any of my shit. I'm not doing this out of jealousy, by the way. Okay. It's a weird thing to mention. I just wanted to say, just in case people were maybe... I was getting ahead of the haters, the haters and doubters. Right. That that are totally in the room with us now. (sighs) Yeah. So the account's first mention of Jack Smith was this tweet uh, the day after Merrick Garland named the special counsel on November eighteenth, twenty twenty-two. So he posts a picture of Jack Smith looking, you know, pretty, he looks pretty like mean, you know, He looks like he's, yeah, he looks dead. like he's at a pre- he's looks like he's at a communion. <laughs> if this dude prosecutes the way he looks, I'm worried for yam tits. Yam? T- oh no, he means Trump. Yam tits would be Trump in this case. If this dude, so he refers to Jack Smith in the the third part, you know, if if this dude, a dude who's not me, however, now by the way, that tweet got 10,500 likes, it's nothing, you know, nothing to laugh at. He followed up that tweet with, health tip, live your
3: life in a way that DOJ does not have to appoint a special counsel to figure out your bullshit. I'm sorry, this guy doesn't look much better than, like, Hunter Biden. <laughs> <laughs> he looks, whatever, some guy, I don't know.
1: Well, you know, you're a prosecutor at The Hague for so long, That's that shit's probably going to wear on you. Yeah. So, however, despite getting lots of engagement, you know, thousands and thousands of likes on on his tweets and the one mentioned above, this was not good enough for Veritas. So, on November 20th, Smite changed his Twitter profile, pick and name, to Jack E. Smith and tweeted this. And I will be reading the Jack E. Smith tweets from now on. New here. How do you set notifications for Trump tweets? 14,000 likes. Huge Doing big business. The account owner, by the way, uh, oh, I I So I the idea s- is that
3: the, the, the special counsel's too dumb to, to understand Twitter,
1: Th- that he's like asking people, how do you use this? I just want to note that before he changes his name to Jack Smith, uh, his, his regular profile is, quote, whatever you are, be a good one, end quote. Here for people, politics, and parody. Views and meltdowns expressed are my own. Hashtag right matters. Now, I I want to note this because when he changed his identity over to the special counsel, he now capitalizes the word parody in his bio. So it now reads, whatever you are, be a good one. Here for people, politics, and parody.
3: Yeah. So, of course, you know, we're dealing with people who have great Reader comprehension, critical skills. So surely they would click through to a bio and read that. Right. He couldn't just And it's capitalized now. It's
1: capitalized now. So he's saying, hey, 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 this is parody. I just want you to know it's in all caps, okay? The next day, Jack, quote unquote, as, as, as he'll be referred to from now on, posted what is now their pinned tweet uh, that has since racked up more than 40,000 likes. And that tweet reads, let's make a deal. I'll clean up this mess and you vote for better people so we don't have to do this again. Now, I'd like to say there were some people who were quick to point out that uh, this was, in fact, a parody account.
3: But this is not parody. So That's not how parody works. This is when you put parody in your bio to cover up the fact that you just want to be self-serious and impersonate someone. Hold on, hold on.
1: Because, cause, you know, he starts with, you know, what I would What I mean I is parody call...
3: has like a k- comedic aspect to it that is parodying, a.k.a. making fun of the thing, the mm-hmm. thing you're
1: impersonating. Or, but in this case, he loves this guy. So, you know, we've got one poster, you know, called Justice Now, who goes, come on, Twitter. This is obviously a parody account. Do better. Sandy uh, writes, are you the real Jack Smith Merrick Garland appointed as special counsel on the Trump case? Oh, no. And uh, Lori writes, your profile says parody. Now, rest assured, all three of those replies were quickly hidden. <laughs> Amazing. They were hidden. He hid those replies. He didn't oh, he want he hid them. He hid them. They are he in the hid hidden them. they are in oh, the hidden tweets. Oh my god. He knows what he's doing already. Now others who reminded Twitter users that the increasingly viral tweet was from a parody account were also met with snarky replies. So will you take Cali Girl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is a fake account. Jack replies, It's all real, madame, including the laser beam shooting out of my eyes.
2: Rita says, I don't think this is an official page of this person because you don't see DOJ people having pages like this. I want people to understand that. And whoever has this page or this name, whatever you want to call it, they need to make sure that they put it on there so people know this.
1: And Jack replies, Madam, how dare you question my authenticity without a shred of proof or punctuation while trying to make people aware of the glaringly obvious. So he's kind so, of joking with So he's with kind of joking. Them, but, but he's kind but of bitter. But he's kind of bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. kind he's of not super back. happy. How dare you? So with the haters and doubters quickly tended to, it seemed that most people were perfectly happy to play along. Within a matter of days, the account's followers doubled, going from 80,000 to 160,000. Initially, the content posted was pretty tongue-in-cheek, with Jack posting jokey Q&As and Photoshop text message conversations like these. Jack writes on uh, November 22, 2022, I want you to know I read all your questions and try to answer as many as I can. Posted a few replies in this thread. And he posts some Photoshop tweets, uh, one that says, From Becky Lynn 3, Q, do you know why Trump has never visited the International Criminal Court at The Hague? Me. Probably for the same reason, you never see a chicken walking into a KFC. Uh, The other example he posts is from Fartman69. This is (laughs) obviously a a a made-up account. Question, forget the investigation. Let's have a trial by combat. Me, go away, Rudy. I'm busy. He also posted it, uh, a tweet that says messages are pouring in. It's a mixed bag and it's a, uh, a Photoshop of text message notifications. One uh, is from George W. Uh, that says nail his nuts to the wall. Godspeed. One from Barry O. on Messenger, no less. He took my ashtray from the White House. Did you find it? Bob DeSanchez, you going to get him or what? Asking for my donors. Uh, and then uh, the last message is from Eric T that says, leave my dad alone with a bunch of crying face emojis. <laughs> so it's pretty obvious that this is jokes. Yeah, these, he knows these stuff. are jokes. These, these are doctored stuff. He's, no, he's not presenting the, any of this stuff as real. I'm, You know, it's, it's harmless. It's harmless lip shit. But then things took a frighteningly familiar turn. So on December 22nd, 2022, he tweets.
0: PSA, we are not going slow. We are being deliberate. Like you, we understand how close we came to losing our democracy. We are being deliberate because we need to get it right. We need to get them all. NPSA.
1: Flash forward to 2023 and my man is just crushing it. By mid-February, Jack had garnered close to 200,000 followers. His tweets are going majorly viral and getting increasingly close to the storm is
0: upon us. On February 10th, he tweets, His foot soldiers are going to prison. His businesses are in shambles. His lawyers face disbarment. His benefactors are fleeing. He has lost every lawsuit and appeal. The forces of justice are gaining ground. It's time for the grand finale.
1: Twenty-two thousand likes. So I'm seeing mm-hmm. this, and I'm like, "Holy shit! This Uh-oh. is this is yeah. very familiar. This is very familiar yeah. territory." He's
3: sliding, in it's so kind of
1: organically too. It's, it was inc- it's like, it's oh, incredible. Wow, it's incredible doing
3: numbers, and it's like, "Yeah, you yes,"
1: because kinda... that's what the market is dictating. Yeah. He's, yes. he's getting there is demand. He's getting, there is demand for it. And he's getting good results. You know, well into this year, the account is still holding multiple Q&As, but they're no longer self-posted jokes. People are asking this account their legitimate questions about the yep. investigation, and he is answering them in what strikes me as a non-parody kind of way. Mm-hmm. So will you take Pat
3: from February 3rd? What can you tell us about how you're investigating, indicting, is coordinating with fannies?
0: No comment at this time.
3: Is your investigation still expanding?
0: Not significantly. The effort is focused on the key charges. We've learned some new things along the way. Mm.
1: By the end of February, he's doing full-on panic in D.C. February 26,
0: he tweets, I can smell his fear. The beard tingles. Pure, unadulterated panic. The former leader of the free world reduced to a babbling infant. Hang in there, Donald. I'll see you soon.
1: Dude, okay. He's LARPing his little ass off. And then here's some ones I pulled up just from earlier this week. This is from another Q&A that he did. So Julian, we read uh, AO. I am so
3: anxious to see charges brought against the members of Congress, especially those requesting pardons. Any idea of
0: the status? Those are parallel investigations, picking up steam. We are working our way through their appeals. Re, legislative privilege.
3: And Spider Rider writes, including Pence? (laughs) It's like, okay. And then we've got a Karen who says, have some Trump indictments been held back in order to coordinate between the different entities? So maybe he trips himself up and has lots of opportunity to throw all of his friends under the buses?
0: We've chatted.
3: And then on March 10th, Artemis writes, Hi, Jack. Is everything going as you plan?
0: Jack replies, For the most part, many of the delays via appeals and such were expected.
1: Which is literally timelines change. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is... Yeah. Here is somebody who is doing QAnon who probably never read a single QAnon drop.
3: Yeah, it's just the spirit of the times, man. We live, I, in, we live in the QAnon era. I agree. Area. I think
1: that's why it's worth like pointing out. Yeah, these are mushrooms just growing in this fertile soil. And of course, as rumors of Trump's imminent arrest surfaced this week, my man went full boom. On March 17th, he tweets, Boom.
0: Crime fraud exception
1: in play. Buckle up. And then on March 17th also, which which was the, this was the first one that I saw from him that I was like, oh, this is, this is this doesn't sound good. He goes,
0: any questions this week? Everyone knows where things stand. Fantastic. Have a well-deserved peaceful weekend.
1: I'd like to note that as of this moment, uh, the word parody in that account's bio uh, is no longer capitalized. Yep. So at some point along the way, this person decided like, you yeah, know what? Is, hey, maybe I won't call so much attention to the parody aspect. I'll leave it in the bio, you know, to make sure Alon doesn't ban me or whatever. It's like, but... a guy, it's like a guy who wore a Halloween costume and then yes. just decided to change to ke- his identity. Yeah. And to keep <laughs> it like on fun. for the rest I of the year. I felt really good in this costume. Everybody was telling me how much I look like Don Draper. They all told <laughs> me that I was Spider-Man.
3: And, and, and <laughs> now I'm a Spider-Man.
1: I'm quitting my job, and I'm going to become an ad guy. I'm going to start smoking cigarettes, this guy's, lucky strikes, this unfiltered. Guy's gonna be I'm going to get a, a hat.
3: This guy's going to be signing titties in Times Square <laughs> dressed as Jack Smith within a couple years
1: yeah I mean in in some ways it reminds me a little bit of uh, our our friend what's his name the JFK Hat Sales why can't I think of his name Vincent Uh, Fusco yeah Vincent Fusco who you know people told him you know kind of told him what he was and he you know didn't really he was like okay okay sounds cool I'm getting
3: I mean in this case he yeah he did he went a little further but yeah you could you could feel him kind of testing the waters it's like well fuck I can just like pretend yeah it was so funny what he realized I think what he realized is if I just start to pretend there's only a tiny percent of people who will like click through, who will look a bit further. A lot of other people are just going to think Jack Smith's on Twitter and he's fucking doing tweets.
1: Which is so funny because I can't believe that people are so dumb as to not put together the fact that if Jack Smith is, you know, heading up this investigation, he's not going to be on Twitter doing Q&As about the investigation that he's currently leading. It's
3: But if he did come on Twitter, it would be under the username 7veritas4. Sure. Sure.
1: <laughs> Obviously that would if be what was Jack smart, Smith chose. If he was smart, the real Jack Smith, if you're listening to this show, you got you to gotta take this guy out, man. You got to
3: send a SWAT team on this, this guy. Yeah, um, this
1: is impersonating a federal officer. Uh,
3: but I mean, this is a dude. He's like a straight up dude who goes yeah, golfing. Yeah, he's just like a dude. He does stuff like he, he seems like relatively well off. He's yeah. just having some fucking fun on Twitter and he got drunk
1: on it. He got intoxicated by his own and, and magic it's, potion. And, and, it, and he's not wrong. Like, it's working. I mean, his follower count... You you know, doubled in just a matter of days. He's now getting tens of thousands of likes on on you know yep. most of his tweets. I mean, it's going well for him. And what amazes me is that in a matter of two days, he went from like, oh, this day, hey, this dude looks like a pretty tough prosecutor, to being like, I'm gonna be this dude on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna okay. answer people's once you legitimate t- once you <laughs> questions once about you slip on, investigation. Once you slip on the ring, yeah,
3: it's over, baby.
1: Yeah. What do you think of all that, Travis? I mean, are you as perturbed by this as I am? Or is it just, you know, uh, another example of fun and games on, on social media?
2: You know, you know, it reminds me a bit of like how we were talking earlier about how Tucker Carlson's audience sort of like shaped how Tucker Carlson talks about QAnon and probably everything else that he talks about on his show. But that's like on the high level, like Tucker Carlson is, you know, kind of like figures out what his audience likes to hear from him and then creates a, creates a show for that. But now everyone's doing that, including the seven Veritas four guy. He, uh, you know, he started tweeting, and then he started, you know, pretending to be Jackie Smith, and then he got a good response, and he kept doing it. You know, it's like you know people's, <laughs> you know people's uh, desires and what they respond to and what spikes their dopamine is like making puppets of us all because we all have to fucking perform and dance and sort of shape ourselves according to what gets the what gets the most retweets
3: but also the most shameless people will automatically algorithmically be risen to the top like it is like a a selective system to choose the most devious or weird or deluded con men and just push them to the top of the timeline
1: well and this guy also gets retweeted you know by massive accounts and pundits and and, you know, senators and like, you know, they're, uh, you know, I've seen sometimes, you know, people will push back and say like, oh, hey, this is like a parody account, by the way, just so you know. And the the pundits will go like, I know. And I think it's hilarious. That's why I'm boosting it. But like yeah. you have boosted a tweet that literally says like the grand finale is upon us. Yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah. that's not funny.
3: Yes, it is. It's funny. It's funny because it bothers Jake so profoundly. Yes. And so I find it funny. Yes. In a a way, like every post is you falling down one step of stairs. (laughs) And I want to see you go all the way down the grand circular stairs into the large uh, marble. Lobby I just
1: want to say And you know what You can cut this out Julian If Uh-oh. you think it's shitty Oh no But like Shame on all of you motherfuckers oh. Who for four years Called QAnon people The craziest You know Like uh, you, you fucking othered them You called them Cocker or Whatever you Whatever you did You had all All sorts of fucking names And now you're doing And now you're boosting And posting People that are Essentially doing the same That are inspiring The same kind of ideology It's not the same thing I'm not both sides in it Obviously There's a huge fucking difference in the in the types of conspiracies yeah. that that are baked by either side but they're doing the same thing. They're...
3: Would you would you like me to invent comments about what you say and your behavior and then you could have an argument with them? What do you mean? I could just pretend to be the two or three specific haters that you're uh <laughs> subtweeting here. <laughs> we could do a full play. Like, let's go, David Mamet on this fucker.
1: No, I'm just saying. Fucking look at a goddamn mirror. It's there. We go. It's, it's that's
3: a good advice for anybody.
1: It's it Enjoy pisses yourself. me off. It pisses me off. You got to all oh, you get to like laugh and make fun and other people for their crazy beliefs. Sure, yeah, but then you go around and you you turn around and for four years do essentially the same fucking thing. Like, mm-hmm. fuck off. That's bullshit. I think. Fuck them. Yeah, they
3: should be nicer to the cute on people
1: Um. <clears throat> so
3: what a magnificent episode rollicking <laughs> I would describe it as a rollick yeah it was it was a it
1: was a, tr- it was a careful steady train uh, that slowly got derailed in the last yeah 20 or so minutes which almost is, like that
3: was always the plan yeah almost like we never finished building the rails yeah you know why
0: because the grand finale is upon us
3: The grand finale is deregulation and 500
1: different trains crashing every year with no control over it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. I'm putting Jake in a tub of vinyl chloride. What? Enjoy. You can go to Patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe for merely five dollars a month to get a whole second episode every single week plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes there are two whole other shows in there ten episodes of Trickle Down ten episodes of Man Clan no not yet not yet and in the future ten episodes and also I apologize for being
3: so late with it for now but it's coming it's coming
1: it's it's coming. coming we've been busy Well, there's a lot of bullshit busy's a way to put it Yeah. This is a way to put it. Yeah. Let's just say I'm holding parts of my body that have detached and I'm trying to maintain speed. If you are already a subscriber, thank you so much. Uh, Your support uh, allows us to keep doing this. It allows us to keep the show ad-free, editorially independent, so I can have rants uh, like the one at the conclusion of this Show also, we may have a very secret special field potential episode coming up soon. Yes, more details on
3: that when we can talk about it. For now,
1: not a word, not a word. Are getting on a plane. No, we're not. We're not. They're going somewhere strange. Is it, is it, you're not coming, and is it you and your three friends? You know, you know, it's gonna be good because I have opted out. (laughs) But Travis and Julian will suffer. Okay. For your enjoyment and yep. your five dollars to subscribe. Anyways. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, really beautiful stuff. Whatever. I've been I've been buttoned up too long. I'm letting my yeah, hair down. Let your hair down, baby. I'm letting what's left. What's yeah, left of the of hair it's down. Already come down. Yeah. Some of it has not going is, back up. is coming. Is it came down? But I'm <laughs> gluing it back in. <laughs> listener until next week may the deep dish bless you and keep you
0: it's not a conspiracy it's fact and now today's auto cue
5: hi yeah um my name is jake uh the reason for the call is because i heard y'all are looking for me i heard y'all uh are uh, trying to get information on me. I'm the dude that was in the horns in the Capitol building so I just thought I'd call you guys because I heard you guys were looking for information on me or, or all that stuff so I thought I'd call and uh, nip, uh, nip it in the bud. I don't know. I'm not hundred percent. We're kind of on the road. Um, I'd rather just uh, figure out what you guys want. What's that? Because man, apparently, people been telling me all over the internet that, that DCPD said that I'm a uh, I'm wanted uh, as a uh, person of interest, quote unquote, for quote unquote unlawful entry of the Senate, and uh, apparently, I've been told by more than one person the FBI is looking for. So I'm not the type of guy that is going to like run and hide. I don't do that. I I don't believe in that. I'm I'm a bold man. I believe in the truth. I believe in my faith in God and country and so I'm calling to see what y'all would like to talk about, what kind of information y'all were looking for. Sure, Um, let me just get that one second, hold on. What's that? Yeah, I'm about to call them after I call you guys, to me, you know, God love DCPD, but uh, to me the FBI is a little bit bigger of a fish than uh, DCPD, so I figured I'd call you guys foist. Okay, I'm ready for that number whenever you are ready to give it, sir. 202.